Hola amigos and welcome to the Strange Perspective. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, it's another serious one uh, because just shit just keeps happening. <laughs> but uh, I don't see anything else bad happening after this. So two for two. <laughs> Uh, hopefully after this I'll be able to go back into my video games and pro wrestling and all that good shit that everyone just fucking loves to listen to. But uh, I do need to get this off my chest, not only because I feel like she's worth it, but because I it's closure for myself. And um, as you can clearly read by the title, this is an episode dedicated to Navi. And if you don't know who Navi is, Navi was my cat. A wonderful, wonderful cat that I had for four years. And before I get started, I need to, I, another thing I need to get off my chest. If your reaction to this is, what the fuck, it's just a cat? Why are you doing a podcast episode about a cat? Uh, I have two responses. One, it's because, quote unquote, that cat gave me more unconditional love and affection than a lot, and I do mean a lot, of ex-friends ever did. And you'll see what I mean by that if you keep listening to this episode. So that's the first response. The second response is a good old-fashioned go fuck yourself. Like, genuinely go fuck yourself. And don't talk to me again. I mean it. So, now that the pleasantries are done, the year was 2019 when I decided I wanted a pet. And truth be told, I'm much more of a dog person than a cat person. But sometimes I work, like, I, I have these, I don't have a work schedule I start work at 5 a.m. and then you're done when you're done. And I can't do that to a dog, not knowing what time I'll be home and stuff. I just, I, I can't do that. 2019 was also the year where I was trying to rebuild myself after a fucking horrible breakup from a very, um, I don't want to say toxic, I hate that word, but from a very... Um, unhealthy relationship i won't go into more details than that but 2019 was definitely the year where i was trying to build myself up horrible horrible year so i wanted to get a pet to i needed someone or something to give a lot of love to that i felt like we're just going to give it back so, hence, the pet. So, if I can't get a dog, I'll get a cat. Which I did. I got the cat. I got a, uh, I got Navi. So, what I did was I went to a, uh, what's it called in English? An adoption place? Ba basically, a, a place where you can go when they have open house and you can quote-unquote browse through the cats that they have and hopefully you'll adopt a new cat. So I go to this place, I browse the cats, I see a bunch of them. And then after a while, 
while I'm walking down this hallway, at the end of another hallway, there's a door with a big fuck off X on it. Huge X. I go, okay, better. I don't know what fucking radioactive bullshit's in there, but I guess don't go into that door. So I talk to the people who work there and I tell them, all right, I think I found two cats that I would like to try to adopt. And we go to them and I show them the first one. I, I got, a, got a good gut feeling about that one. And the person working there goes, mm-hmm. yeah, is this your first cat? And I go, I mean, I've had pets before, but yeah, this would be my first cat. Yeah, uh, mm, that one's kind of a handful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really go with that one. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, sure. Well, I have another cat, and it's this one. Yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> that one's kind of a... Mm. I go, okay, well, those were the two cats that, that you know caught my interest if if both of them are a, a, a big no-no then i guess that's it she goes no not quite have you seen this door and she points me to the door with the big fuck off x on it and i go uh no i didn't go in there there's a big x on the door she goes yeah that's for us i go okay what's behind the door no it's it's a cat uh-huh and did this cat fucking survive a nuclear blast? Why with the big X? No, the thing is, this cat has what, um, uh, there's a medical term for it. I just know it by Katsnuva. It's basically a cold, it's like a herpes virus that cats can get. Uh, very contagious from cat to cat. Can be lethal, but it's okay if you go in and pet her and play with her as long as you don't go into any other place with cats after that, if you go directly home after it. And I go, oh, okay. She goes, yeah, that's why we have the X because once we've been in there, when we leave, we have to take off our protective gear. <laughs> it's no way near as dramatic as I'm, as I'm making it sound to be. They didn't have fucking radioactive hazmat suits. But they had coveralls. And I go, okay, well, I was going to leave anyway, so might as well check out this last cat. I open the door, and in this small room, there's this cat that's standing on the windowsill and just looking down. And I go up to it, and I look back at the at the, uh, the lady working there, and she looks at me, and she gives me the thumbs up, and she goes, I'll give, you, I'll give you time to get to know the cat. She closes the door, and I go up to her. She doesn't really acknowledge me. And I go, hey, what are you looking at? And I'm looking where she's looking, and she's looking at my car. I go, all right, kind of cool. So I start petting the cat, and she just looks up at me and starts purring a little, not much more than that. And I go, okay, not really sure if I can read the cat, not really sure if they're liking it or not. And I go back, I get down on my knees, and I take out my hand, and I put my hand on the windowsill palm upwards and the cat looks at me proceeds to walk to my hand and then just flop on top of my hand just fucking whole body weight bam on my hand and she looks at me and i go all right that's the one this is my cat 
And the process of, of adopting is that within a week, you have to at least visit her twice to show that you're really interested in getting the cat. Like, this isn't just an... You're not doing it on impulse. You're not just, you know, fuck it. I want a cat now. You have to actually show that you want that you, you want, and you're going to take care of the cat. And I do that. I go visit her. I still have the videos and stuff and, and the photos I took. Played around a little with her and stuff. And then they gave me a date when they were going to uh, deliver the cat. But that weekend I was gone celebrating my parents i think it was their 30th anniversary as a married couple so we were we were like a couple of hours away from my hometown but i knew that they were coming today to to deliver the cat so i woke up super early and i drove like the next day of course after the actual ceremony i drove for several hours home so i could make it home before they arrived with the cat which i did they come home they gave me all the stuff I need, and Navi just becomes the shyest cat in the world. We are talking, looks terrified. Obviously, she doesn't know where she is. Just terrified and is just doesn't want anything to do with me. The person dropping her off informs me that this is this is common, this is normal, don't worry about it. Give her time, do not stress the cat and saying hello to you the cat will know when to say hello just give it time okay and navi proceeds to just do her best to stay away from me and she hides under the bathtub don't worry i made sure that she was not under the bathtub while i took while i was gonna shower and when i didn't look she just fucking zoomed from the bathroom into the living room and hid under the under the couch where she basically proceeded to hide for the, in the span of a week. And the poor cat was so terrified that she would not leave to eat. She would not leave to go to the ki kitty litter. Which, of course, meant that I had, I had to give the, the food to her. And I had to sometimes lift off the damn couch because she's pooping under, under the couch. But it takes, this takes a week. I don't see her. Sometimes I get a little scared. I had to take a flashlight under the couch. Like, okay, she's still there. Good. Don't worry. I'm not going to scare you. I'm sleeping in the living room as well where the couch is because I wanted to get used to my presence. After a week, she goes away from the couch, but she's still hiding a lot, and she's hiding behind the drapes. And I still remember the first time she decided that she can trust me. I was at the computer in the living room. When all of a sudden, from the corner of my eye, I see her getting away from the drapes and walking on top of the couch. This is along the wall that goes to the computer. So she's walking on the top, on the top of the couch, walking towards me. And I'm like, don't do anything. Don't fucking say anything. Let the cat be cool. We're cool. Everything's cool. And she walks up to me. She walks on the table where the computer is. And then she finally, slowly but surely, puts her paw on my legs. And then she proceeds to sit down. And that was the first time Navi decided, I think I can trust this guy. And it took approximately two weeks. But even after that, and we're talking months later, she would... 
be the scaredest cat I've ever seen. If someone knocked on the door to my apartment, she would run away so fucking fast. I was convinced I heard sonic booms. <laughs> Just this, she was terrified of everything. And I did not know how, if it was always going to be like this. Because, like I said, it lasted for months. But it didn't. It didn't. It changed. And oh boy, did it change. And before I continue with that, there's another thing I got to say. When I finally signed the papers to adopt Navi, the moment I've signed it, the person that's 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 helping me sign the contract and stuff goes, oh, oh, thank God, it's done. Keep in mind, she says this while I'm holding the pen for just signing a contract and I'm going, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what kind of reaction is that? And she goes, no, 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 don't, please don't misunderstand. We were going... We were going to put her down if you didn't adopt her. And I go, okay. Uh, what? She goes, the thing is, Navi, she's actually from an adoption place from southern Sweden. And they couldn't keep her because of this virus, this this herpes virus that she has. So they didn't have space for her. So they sent her to Gothenburg. And in Gothenburg, nobody wanted her, so they sent her here. And it was the same thing here. No one wanted her. And we can't have an entire room just for her when we don't have that much space to begin with. So if no one wanted her, we were going to put her down because she's been traveling all over Sweden and everyone keeps saying, no, we don't want her. And I go, and it's because of this virus, but like it doesn't do things, it doesn't do anything for me. She goes, no. Is there anything else? Uh, yes, and I was going to get to that. It's not just the virus thing when it comes to her health. She has in um, her left eye is injured. She can see from it, but it is injured. Uh, her hearing is impaired. Her, She doesn't have an immune system, so leaving the apartment is a strict no. And... Basically IBS, which means very sensitive bowel system. And she looks at me and she goes, if you don't want her, we're not trying to guilt trip you, which is why we didn't tell you this beforehand. We didn't want to guilt trip you into adopting her. However, if you now know this information, if you feel like you don't want her, that's okay. And I go, I am a person that... I'm very open about me, who I am, and my life. I am riddled with flaws. I'm as far away as fucking perfect you can get. I am just riddled with flaws, both mental and physical. So who the fuck am I to deny a cat that has a bunch of flaws? You said no one wants her. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. That just goes to show that this is my cat. We're the same. And they were so happy because they kept saying I saved her life. And I guess I did. So 
from going from a very scared cat, Navi would slowly but surely be the first one to say hello when people got into the apartment. She would not give a fuck how many people would be in the apartment. She would go to every single one of them and just lay on just just like lay on their legs and Not a single person. There was not a single person she wouldn't say hello to. And Navi got so afraid of being alone that if I would ever go to the bedroom and I would close the door for whatever reason, you would, within five minutes, start hearing something scratching at the door and meowing because she could not stand being alone. And this herpes infection that she has... Like I said, it's like a cold for cats. So she would just sneeze constantly. She would <laughs> she would go to people, she would give them so much love, and then just sneeze, and the biggest fucking snot rocket would shoot out. And it would disgust everyone, obviously. <laughs> but I would say, you know... Navi walks around with a constant cold. She just wants, you know, she just wants to be close to people. But she would she would be she would go from the scaredest cat to the most social cat in the world. And one year after I got her, the the one thing that absolutely should not happen happened. She ran away. I had a friend over. Uh, we left the kitchen window open, and before I knew it, she was gone. And I ran outside looking for her. I found her, but she would, looked so paralyzed and terrified that, like, nothing. I, I couldn't do anything to, to, to get to her, and she just ran into the woods. I stayed up, and I didn't go to work for two weeks. Every single day and night, I would come home, I would search for her, I would go out after an hour, search again, I would do anything. I left cat food outside until I had to contact the place where I adopted her and explain the situation, and they sent, they sent volunteers that would show up at 3 a.m. where I live with coffee and blankets and start looking for her, and I didn't go to work I didn't go to work for two weeks. If you know anything about me, you know that I do music. And on my YouTube page, I have a song called Here I Am. It's like the first song I released with a music video. And it's the first song that I, that I quote unquote made after I had, I had established who I am as an artist. That song is about... Navi and the, those weeks of searching for her. So if you ever listen to my song, don't listen to Here I Am because it's a very bad song in retrospect. But if you want to do it out of morbid curiosity, because now I told you it's about Navi, that song is about Navi. So I, I searched and I searched and I searched and they helped me and I didn't I didn't fucking sleep for weeks. I didn't go to work. For weeks. And then finally, 
fucking finally. These volunteers call me on my phone and say, hey, we found your cat. And I ran, I ran to the place where they where they were waiting for me. And there she was hiding under a under a under a car. And we tried to get her out, but the the look on her, it was like it was like a fucking soldier at war. Her eyes were wide open and it was like getting Vietnam flashbacks up that shit. And they told me, go home. We know how to get her. I went home and like 10 minutes later, I get a phone call and they tell me, hey, are all the fucking windows in your apartment closed? And I go, yeah. They go, that's fucking good because you're getting a cat soon. And she comes home and Navi, Navi was so skinny when she got, when she got back and she didn't recognize me. This whole process of her running away and hiding under the couch and under the bathtub, all of that happened again. But I was just happy to have her because I, 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 people kept telling me, and by people I mean my neighbors, they kept telling me, oh, you're the one who's looking for your cats. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah, you should, you should just quit. There's a bunch of foxes here, and I mean, I'm pretty sure she's dead by now. I was told this more than once. And when I told the volunteers that, they just looked at me and they went, uh, foxes here in Sweden are pretty much sissies. Don't worry about it. And yet, when I would go out to the balcony at night to see if I could find her, more than once, I saw a flock of foxes. I don't know what a flock of foxes or a group of foxes are called, but I saw foxes circling around in a circle outside my apartment, which made me feel... Which made me think, like, oh, they they got Navi and they know that she came from here. And so, therefore, they're waiting outside because they associate this smell with food. That's what I thought. Sleep deprived, motherfucker. But that, that happened, I think, twice when I looked out the balcony and there were two foxes. I live on the absolute bottom floor. So, and to see foxes just circling around like fucking vultures outside my apartment was kind of surreal. But I got her back. And that, those three weeks were just fucking hell, man. Two to three weeks. Just fucking hell. Just not sleeping. My family coming to help me to look for her. Hours upon hours upon hours searching for her and i mean i would do all of this and not go to work for navi so i hope that answers your fucking question of why i would do a fucking podcast for her but after she came back she didn't recognize me and i was like i've been here before give her time and no matter what i did she would just run away from me so i go to bed and then when I go to bed, after a while, I feel this huge thump on the bed. And I look up, and it's Navi. And she's just looking at me. She's walking towards me extremely slowly, and I, I don't do anything. I'm like, don't scare the cat. She's walking towards me very, very slowly. She starts smelling my hand. And I, and I, I swear to God, this happens. She starts smelling my hand, and she just fucking pounces on it just 
tackle hugs it. And I start crying. I just start bawling because, yeah, she she recognized me. Mommy recognized me. So to, to, to go through all of that with her, um, oh, Nami. So, um, I, I went through that with her, and throughout the years, when I would feel sad, when I would be, uh, when I injured my lower back, which a lot of you should know by now, Navi was always the one to come up and keep me company. Uh, I have a tremendous fear of flying. And one time during my nightmares about flying when we were crashing, I wake up to the sound of purring. And it's Navi. They were just doing that thing with the paws that cats do. Just massaging my arm. And I, I don't know if I should laugh or cry when I see it, but... She would, she would really take care of me, man. And that, that's why I, I, I smile when people say, oh, so you saved her life. She, she saved my life just as much. She kept me sane 2019. And believe me, 2019 is just like the sequel no one wanted to 2011. So what happened? Two months back, I noticed that Navi starts sleeping on her side, like she's collapsing, and she's not e eating nearly as much, which for her is very much unheard of because she's always been a little pudgy. Loves to eat. Loves to eat. So I took her to the vet, and they look at her, and they tell me, yeah, uh... She has a sort of infection in her ear and she has problems with her teeth and she has problems with her eyes. And I, yeah, I mean, I, I already knew most of this. And she goes, and the, and the vet goes, yes, but these, these, um, these signs that she has, because they did blood sample on her, it points to something more drastic. And we're not really sure what it is. So it's up to you if you want to buy all these medicines for something that we not we might not know what it is. And I go, of course I do. Of course I'll do it. What kind of question is that? Yes, I'll buy all of it. It ended with me buying seven different types of medicine, like two for the ear, one for the eye, uh, one. I can't remember all of it, but like it was some sort of paste that she had to eat. Had to do all of that and. She slowly but surely got better. The vet, going to the vet and paying for it was, it was not fun, amigos. It, it went, it cost me a lot, a lot, a lot of money. But it's Navi, you know? Like, if I would say... No, I'm not buying any of this because she's just a cat and I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting the money in that. I would never be able to look myself in the mirror. That's just who I am. And after everything she's done for me throughout the years, the, the least I can do 
is make sure that, you know, I treat her to the best of my abilities. I take her back a second time. Uh, they ask me how, how it's been, and I tell her, I tell them, I mean, she's not losing any fur. She's eating. She's drinking. She, she seems more happy. And they go, yeah. Yeah. All the signs are, all the signs are there for improvement. It's all good. She's cured. I had to take her back a third time to give her a shot because she had, she had to take a shot every year uh, for that herpes infection that she had. And then two weeks, no, one week. Yeah. yeah, it's Monday today. Approximately one week back, everything goes from 100 to zero. And she immediately won't, will not eat, will not drink, will not do anything. To which, of course, I, I just, I look at her and I tell her, please tell me what's going on. So I take her back to the vet. And they do blood samples. And they explain what's going on now. And I say, it's basically all the things as before, except that there's no fur loss. But she won't eat, she won't drink, and when she's walking, she loses her balance. And like when I left home, she was she was on my bed. And when I came back home, she was on the exact same spot, the exact same spot, just looking at me. And I tried to pick her up, and I noticed that her entire like chest area is just soaked wet. She's been drooling a lot. I mean, and by a lot, I mean just soaking the chest area and my bed. And a lot of, um, a lot of fluids coming, coming from the eye. And I tell her all of this, and the vet tells me, all right, we'll see, uh, I think she needs to stay here with us throughout the night, which she does. Uh, they're going to do scans on her. They're going to do blood samples and everything. And the conclusion of everything was the infection that she had has basically destroyed her entire left side. There is no bone. There is no muscle tissue. There is nothing on her left side. That's why she was drooling. She has, there's nothing there to close her mouth. And she couldn't close her left eye. She couldn't breathe. And they tell me there's absolutely nothing we can do. I ask them, how long has this process been going? And they tell me it's been going on for years. And I just tell them that I didn't know. She never showed any signs. She was the happiest cat you would ever meet. She would just constantly search to be, to be close to you. She never showed any signs of pain. But they tell me there's nothing to do. So I tell them, so every time she would run, Navi, 
loved being close to people that she would enter my bedroom while I'm in bed and she would start purring without me touching her, without me doing anything, just entering the room. She would start purring because she was that happy just being close to people. I would wake up in the morning. She would be like on the other side of the bed. And the moment she notices that I woke up, she would start purring. That's the type of cat Navi was. And to know that every time she did that, she was doing it while having pain made me just explode and cry. And I've cried for many, for many days. Uh, sometimes it still hits me hard. Why are you doing a podcast episode for, for a cat? Because that cat, her entire life was fucking hell with that fucking virus in her. And yet there's, she would give so much to everyone else. There's not a single person that have come visited me who does not love Navi. And the amount of love and care I've gotten from my friends, the outpour of love and the beautiful messages I've gotten from people about their stories with Navi goes to show how much she affected people. So that's why I'm doing this. She was a wonderful cat. Will be missed by everyone. Everyone that ever came to my apartment. And none so more missed by me. I still see from the corner of my eyes a cat stretching on the windowsill. And there's nothing I can do to hurry the process to not see that. So many photos of her. So many videos of her. Four years of unconditional love which is more than i can say for a lot of ex-friends that i have that is why i'm doing this podcast four years of care see i might have saved her life but she saved mine i i i Honestly, could not care less if you agree with that or not. Because no one knows that fact better than I. She's been, she's been cremated, and I had the choice if I want the ashes or if they should spread the ashes so she could, like with other cats. And I said, she could never be with other cats while she was alive. 
So I am not taking that opportunity from her. Cremate her with other cats. So there can hopefully be some solace there. She can now run away with other cats in the afterlife. If you now choose to believe that, and if you don't, I don't care. You were the best cat, and I love you.